Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Jen Otero. And this is Melanie Wise. We are back today to continue our conversation on the roots of addiction and really just talking about um, we, we've, we've continually gone back to this idea that we all have healthy needs mm-hmm. in our lives and that there are certain areas of addiction. There are certain just things out in our world today that try to meet those needs yeah. and they can easily turn into addiction mm-hmm. um, and, and it's really an attempt to meet a healthy need but in a very unhealthy way and yeah. so we've been uh, discussing this for quite a few weeks now and we hope that you've found it helpful at mm-hmm. this point um, we have had I think on every single one of these shows so Everyone. far we have had the lovely Brooke Hills with us our executive director of counseling services here at Mercy um, who has a lot of just experience and um, just wisdom and knowledge and background in this specific area so Brooke it's always great to have you here yeah <laughs> um so as i said we have talked through a lot of different areas in this specific series um we've talked about food addiction we talked about eating disorders self-harm last week we talked about social media mm-hmm. um and i think came to the conclusion that we could do a full series on that one no at some joke. point in the future 2018 but, <laughs> that's right. um, but today we're gonna be discussing sexual addiction mm-hmm. and how it is so often an attempt to meet um, our healthy and god-given need for connection yeah um and so we're just gonna kind of jump into that just Jen. dive in yeah. and i think you know every time we start a new topic especially is one like this that's so important we always want to try to set the foundation you know yeah. so really as we begin the discussion let's just spend some time really focusing on what God has to say about sex because I think even when we hear the word sex there can automatically be shame and yuck that's attached to it but when you mm-hmm. really get into the word and you really seek out what the Lord has to say about it there's such a purity and a beauty and a connectivity that is meant to come from it that in culture has really distorted that and perverted it and pulled that away so yeah. when we were doing some research for this um, show I ran across Glenn Stanton from Focus on the Family and he stated that a Christian view of human sexuality is all about context. And I thought this was really cool. He said, making sure we don't separate some part of the thing from all the others that are intended to make it a complete thing. So in culture, Hmm. sex has become more about the action and the outcome than the spiritual exchange. And so when we really, I think as we talk this through and as we discuss sexual addiction, it's so, 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 so important that we continue to understand that that's what we're couching this in, is that there's the spiritual context of how God designed sex and that when it steps out of that boundary in a variety of other ways, even thinking back to our pornography podcast that we did a couple months ago, there's so much perversion and distortion that's come in from God's original design. And that's also where addiction can come in as well. So that's just really where we're couching all of this. We wanted to kick off from that place. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of to, to follow that up, um, the, the Bible talks about, in fact, I like this, the message says it this way, there's more to sex than mere skin to skin. Mm -hmm. Sex Mm -hmm. is as much a spiritual mystery as a physical fact. Yeah. Right. And then obviously we know, um, well, I'll say obviously. Yeah. <laughs> For me, you know, growing up, like you always heard to become one, you know, and, and, and that was kind of the the uh, crux of what was different in, mm-hmm. in that sin, right? So you're talking about you are unifying souls, That's if you right. will, in that piece. And so if you talk about it as just a physical thing and not a spiritual, then you're not talking about the entire thing. And then vice versa, if you're talking about just the spiritual aspect and not the physical, mm-hmm. you know, so it needs to be seen mm-hmm. as a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in sexual sin, like the difference too, as I mentioned, you know, we val- we violate 
the sacredness of our own bodies, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked about it being a sin against the body, and that's how it is different, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so, um, not I want to clarify this: not more, not more bad, more damaging, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you know if you've grown up in the church, it was kind of like, don't do this; it's bad. You will go to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But and so all the shame and stuff that came along with it, and you know, see the Bible says it's worse, right? That's not what it is. He's saying is that it will damage your soul in a more significant way. Mm -hmm. And what we know about the Lord is he warns us of things so that we do not destroy our lives Mm -hmm. and that we don't have to deal with the hurt and the consequences of that. Yeah. Just as a good father, you know, I always come back to that place, even as a parent, you know, there's always that idea that your kid, if they're getting ready to run out in the street, you're not just going to sit and watch. And I think so often it becomes this right, wrong, which is part of it, but really comes back to his character and his heart and his father's heart for us that he just desperately doesn't want us to misunderstand what this is about and fall into all the destruction that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. So C.S. Lewis has a quote that I'm actually not going to read because it's a lot of really (laughs) big words. Um, But basically what he says is that, you know, the uh, tragedy, if Mm -hmm. you will, of dealing with sex outside of marriage is that those who are participating in this um, are isolating it to one kind of union. That it's just the physical and you're acting like the spiritual is not happening. Mm -hmm. Right? So it kind of like going back to that piece, you cannot negate one or the other. It's a package deal. It's a both and. Yeah. And so this is where kind of any form of sexual addiction, right, or sin. So the adultery, pornography, all of that um, is actually a search for God-ordained intimacy, Mm -hmm. right? We're looking for it in the wrong places. Um, I mean, and to me, this is one of the things that the enemy has perverted the most. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to be smarter than him, um, which sometimes takes effort. You Mm -hmm. wouldn't think so, but it does. (laughs) It means you have to take time and think it through and spend time with the Lord. Right. And so, um, you know, so the search for intimacy will drive individuals to go, I mean, really, really far. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And, you know, sometimes you understand the root of that and sometimes you don't. Right. A lot of times, though, with with sexual sin, we spend a lot of time talking about the behavior and not what is going on behind it. Right. Or then we try to justify it because what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Right. That makes sense. Well, and I mean, I think that takes us right back to what we I think Jen you referred to earlier about him just being a good father yeah. because I know this sounds very elementary because this is what you you know hopefully teach your you know junior high kids whenever mm-hmm. you're having this conversation with them it's not about this mean guy up there That's he's right. like I'm gonna make sure that I make life hard for you and you better behave yourself mm-hmm. you're gonna follow these rules and this is how it's gonna be but that he really understands the depth um, that he created sex to be mm-hmm. and he understands that correlation between spirit and body and it's just 100% out of a place of love and care for our souls that he would as is every commandment that he gives us everything is about our good it's not because I just want to give you a rule and make it hard Mm -hmm. Uh, it's because I understand the ramifications of this on your life and I love you too much to let you just kind of go out there and be reckless it's not about making us behave correctly exactly exactly And and you know I just think that 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 really is another lie of the enemy that, well, sex outside of that design isn't really that consequential. And it's just like, if, if you do just think of sex um, in 
context of the body, mm-hmm. then like, well, it's not that big a deal then. Like, I'll use protection, we won't get pregnant, and it'll be fine. Yeah. And I think that's what the enemy tries to convince people of, that really is, it is just a body thing. He, mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of his primary lies about sex, is that this, the spiritual soul level of this is not even a factor. Right. So if I can convince you that it's just about the body, it's so much easier yep. to get you to do whatever mm-hmm. without you realizing that what's happening is that your your heart, your soul, your spirit are being damaged in that process. And so I think that's that's probably got to be one of his his number one deceptions in, in this specific area. And how he gets people pulled mm-hmm. into it. And mm-hmm. then you get down the road and you start to realize, oh, wow, mm-hmm. that was a whole lot more than I ever right. understood. And then at that point, you're facing the consequences that can be a variety of things, a right. laundry list of the consequences. And I, I feel like I have to say this, a contributing factor to people wanting to go kind of swing the pendulum so far the other way and, and really kind of be willing to participate in the lie that the enemy says that it's not that big of a deal is because a majority of the church, the church as a whole, was like, it's bad, don't do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't talk about it, right? So you didn't know what it was. You didn't make intelligent decisions, right? And that's not how the Lord works, mm-hmm. okay? And so I feel like, and I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, in, in such a kind way, but I think the church has failed. We've talked about, like, with culture wars and that right. sort of thing. They really have because you just said don't talk about it. And then when people struggle with things, like we talked about in the last uh, podcast on pornography, which was that this has just become this hidden mm-hmm. thing, right? Yep. Because the church said don't do it and then you did and you're like I'm right. this terrible person mm-hmm. and, and you aren't able to explore the roots of that, which is part of why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, it's time yeah. right, to talk about this stuff. Yep. And so, you know, and so when things get into a place of sexual addiction, you know, I think we just wanted to open up that conversation of being able to go, oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I think, too, the church is ready for that now, too. They're yeah. realizing, oh, we we have missed out. Mm-hmm. We've stepped away, and we're no longer educating our people, and then we're shocked when right. the enemy tells them lies and they believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I almost, I'm, I, I have a hunch that that whole sex is bad, don't do it message isn't as prevalent as just no message. Right. Like when, when my husband Maybe and I went so. to counseling, like they, it's you know, our now. counselor, premarital counselor was like, well, what did you guys learn about? I'm sure in your churches you learned that, you know, sex is just bad. And we were both like, Mm-mm. nope, I didn't learn that. I didn't learn that either. What did you learn? Nothing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, like no, you said, that's not what I just, got. They just <laughs> step back. Mm-hmm, and right. I think a lot of, because I think people are wising up to the fact that like, oh, we've said sex is bad and that's not been helpful. Right. But now churches just aren't doing anything. So it's the pendulum shift. We're either like saying it's sinful and bad and you're going to hell or we completely swing to the other end where we just don't talk about yeah. it at all. Yeah. Right. So let's come back to a balance. Yeah, we place. really struggle about it. with yes. the balance. Yeah. Really well, do. We've then let get me there, just guys. jump right in there to the balance. Yeah, let's do it. And let's take a moment to really define what sex addiction actually is. It's a condition that involves being excessively preoccupied with thoughts or behaviors that give a desired effect, which is addiction. Right now we're talking about sex, but anything that's going to give that desired effect, it can become an addiction. So sex addiction involves spending an exorbitant amount of time thinking about or engaging in sexually addictive behaviors. Some of those things could include having one night stands, multiple affairs. Um, some folks may struggle with prostitution, viewing pornographic f- pictures or videos, um, masturbation, all of those types of things that can become excessive. Um, also behaviors, even talking about social media last week, there's chat rooms, engaging in personal 
ads, making obscene phone calls. Like there are so many ways that sexual addiction Mm -hmm. can manifest for people. Um, And even as we were writing this out, I wanted to make sure that we listed some of those other things because I think so often we think of extramarital affairs and we think of pornography, but there's so many other ways that this can begin to manifest in people's lives that I think sometimes that it's helpful to even label it and go, these are those other things that can begin to come up that maybe I think sometimes if there's not an education there, you can think, well, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. I think of a a gentleman that contacted us a couple of weeks ago who was talking about his own past with pornographic stuff. And he said he was raised with it. Like it was just kind of a normal part. There were family members purchasing it for him. It wasn't until later on that he got into a position where he's like, oh my gosh, this is wrecking my life. But if you don't know better to some degree, it just kind of becomes the way you live life until you begin to come face to face with those consequences like right. we talked about. Right. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm actually addicted to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're even seeing um, culturally kids are having less sex than they ever had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as the world believes that we'll just inundate everyone with our thoughts and beliefs at all moments and then we, you know, go back. So this isn't even, um, this is a, you know, world reaction yeah. or let me say the world being you know kind of not the church mm-hmm. um, to this because there were are, there are all of these consequences and like this need for connection and kind of you know you talking about um, in the last podcast about like the kids are like yeah I want you know the, the dumb phones as we yeah. like to joke around and say like I think there's culturally this place of being like this doesn't feel mm-hmm. so good you know because I mean if you watch TV everyone's it used to be you know oh I've had such a bad day let's go get a drink mm-hmm. Now it's, I've had such a bad day, you need to go, you know, hook up with somebody. Yeah. Like, it's just this release, Mm -hmm. right? And something that you deserve to do because you're stressed, Mm -hmm. right? And we have really just um, made it so not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's kind of, you know, so even if people have not gotten to a place, you know, being an addiction, like those sorts of things affect your life. Yeah. Um, But here's the other thing about the addiction piece. Maybe once you realize, you know... Maybe I'm not in a good place, or maybe you're curious about it, um, curious about whether or not you're in a good place with it. Um, you know, addictions will continue to worsen, yeah. okay, as the need goes. And we went in depth uh, on this in a previous podcast, but the physiological need will will begin to reinforce, mm-hmm. okay? So there are even people who are addicted to masturbation who are not doing it for sexual pleasure. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right, and some people are like, what do you mean? We mm-hmm. talked, I, I talked to somebody about that, and they're like, how is that possible? Because the brain needs the release, right? right? So it needs the dopamine. You have taken something that was a want, mm-hmm. and your body has turned it into a need, mm-hmm. just like it does. That's what it is, this physiological thing. And so, you, you know, no matter how you feel about sex, it physically physiologically affects you. There's a mm-hmm. lot of science behind that, guys. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it's important to also realize that if you're in a place to try and stop your behavior, that there's, you know, your physiological compulsion to do it um, can remain. And you've got to be aware of that mm-hmm. and be ready for that yeah. and be prepared for that. It's yeah. so good. So important. Yeah. I mean, this really is... Um, it's a very prevalent mm-hmm. issue, but it's also a really serious one, I think, just in, as we've already talked about, just the effects that it can have on somebody's mm-hmm. life, just the all-consuming effects that it can have and the damage that it can do. Um, and so I I want to be sure that we leave enough time at the end of the show today to really talk about what 
to do if you know that this is an area that you're struggling with or if you know somebody um, who you feel like is really struggling in this area. And I mean, obviously, as with every addiction and everything we ever talk about here, it's going to start with you acknowledging it and mm-hmm. understanding that this is a problem and that you need help. Yeah. Um, we will we will say this over and over and over and over and over that we can't help and you can't help anybody who's not ready for help. That's right. And who hasn't acknowledged that this is an area where I need help and I'm willing to put in the work to do what needs to do, what I need to do to, to be healed and to be free from this. And so, I mean, it, it's always going to start there. Mm-hmm. And until you're in that place and until you're ready to do whatever it takes, um, you're just not going to get very far. So that's true. that's an important place to start. Um, I would also say that, as is the case with, with all addictions, but goodness knows this one, like you, you cannot do this alone. Mm-hmm. Like you are going to need um, and, you know, we'll always encourage people about counseling but you're also going to need some people just some trusted friends some mentors some spiritual leaders in your life pastors whoever it is that you trust um, and who you know can be a strong support for you um, for the sake of accountability mm-hmm. for them to just be praying over you to, to help counsel you to help help and walk alongside you as you walk that journey it's going to be vitally important yeah yeah and also I mean do not be afraid to go seek counseling for mm-hmm. this okay guys this is when we go really into the physiological aspects as well as those deep root issues yeah because especially you know maybe something happened to you and you were over sexualized whatever it is and then you've begun participating in those behaviors in ways that you know uh, bring great shame because mm-hmm. I have never worked with people with more shame than those dealing mm-hmm. with sexual addiction and so you need to really honor um, that time to be able to, to heal yourself and walk with somebody through that. And yeah. I do strongly suggest finding a CSAT therapist, which is a certified sex addiction therapist. You can go online, you can find that. Um, most of them are Christian, but as you know, we've talked about vet them, make mm-hmm. sure it's somebody you want to spend time with. Yeah. Um, and you want to, you know, pour into your life and walk you through. You can do this stuff online now if you're in a community that doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's therapy online. So there are so many resources. Um, to meet, you know, that need. And and really, again, I just really encourage people to, to begin that process. Um, you know, and while you're doing it, seek the Lord for a specific strategy um, from everything for the accountability piece. As we talked about with, you know, the pornography there, when you have all access all the time. Yeah you know, to say a screen, if that's your concern, or maybe it's an inappropriate relationship with somebody you have. So it's the texting, it's the, you know, all of those things. Talk to the Lord about what do I need to shut down and Mm -hmm. what do I need to shut down now? Mm -hmm. And again, as always, have accountability with that, you know, whatever you need to do. Do you need physical boundaries? Do you need to put a curfew in place? You know, maybe it's um, just spending time with him of like, are there other people that I need to pour my life into? That, that they are living this in a healthy way mm-hmm. and so I can you know go and spend time with them and yeah, kind of be poured into so good. Mm-hmm. To that way I heard I mean this is kind of related to this but um, I remember years and years ago there was um, a couple who they mentored younger couples and specifically couples who were dating mm-hmm. who were engaged and um, those couples could say hey here are our week moments. Right. Sunday afternoons, uh, Friday night or whatever. And literally that couple would just call them mm-hmm. and for no other reason just be like, hey, how you doing? That's like, and that awesome. was it. And so if you even know, like, here are, here are very specific moments of my day that are hard for me. And you can just ask some 
people, maybe not just one, like maybe have two or three people that you can call on to say, hey, could you call me on Tuesdays at 7 p.m.? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to ask me a question. I just know if you're calling me, then I know what it's about. You know, yes. like, and it'll just help. Sometimes that can be helpful. Sometimes yeah, especially like in the dating process. I mean, Scott and I literally went months mm-hmm. without seeing each other, except kind of in the in morning time, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or at work. He At the time, he did oil and gas, and so he just left. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, see you when we get married. You know, I mean, you just kind of do do what you have to do mm-hmm. to to protect that and honor that. Um, and it's not an easy thing, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. It's you so know? worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. I think, too, the other thing I would add is we always talk about, and we're going to continue to talk about it because renewing the mind and making sure that you are living a life of truth, there's such a power in that. And that comes, of course, 100% from scripture. It comes from the word. I encourage you to get in the Psalms. There's no better place, I think, when you're really overcoming and struggling through some things. Mm -hmm. You pull out some Psalm 91 and you start declaring that over yourself. There's Mm -hmm. a real power in that. Um, But I think in addition to that, there are a lot of really great resources. You know, every man's battle, every woman's battle. And I think at this stage, it's important that we even remind people that this is not just a man's issue, Mm -hmm. that this is a woman's issue. I was talking to our intake director even this morning and she's talking about how many girls in our intake process struggle with sex addiction. Like it is their verbiage for what they're trying to overcome. And so this isn't just a man's issue. This is genuinely a woman's issue. And thankfully there's really good resources out either way. Do you have anything you were going to add, Brooke? I could tell your wheels are turning over there. (laughs) I know. Well, it just really, I guess I just want to go back to the piece of, you know, when somebody is willing to let themselves be the most vulnerable in desperation for connection, Mm -hmm. right? I think we just have to recognize like that's a deep rooted hurt that comes from not a healthy place Mm -hmm. and I think we just have to to be aware of that and it's not you know to bring shame it's not to do anything else but Mm -hmm. you know if you're willing to kind of do whatever Mm -hmm. to connect with someone sexually because that is I mean it is for however long I mean it's a connection right Right. you've got to go meet somebody find somebody Mm -hmm. and as it goes I won't (laughs) so you guys can keep me on keep me on the air yep Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, it is like, um, it's just a deep hurt that mm-hmm. that I, the Lord can absolutely restore, though. And we have just had the honor of being able to see that yeah. at Mercy so much um, that, that there is restoration. I think, too, if you're out there kind of by yourself, you may not see a lot of restoration, mm-hmm. but it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are people who fight for this and fight for you. And, and I think when you get plugged into a community that cares about this, mm-hmm. you will see that there is a ton of support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lie that you're used goods or that you'll never be able to come into a place of purity again is a lie. Absolutely. And yes. as a counselor, I've seen time and time and time again for young women, and I'm sure for young men as well, that no matter how far you've gone, there's nothing. As we've talked about, it's you're not too deep. It's not too hard. Like the Lord Lord can purify and bring a whole new level of freedom to your life. And then the cool part is you get to kick the enemy in the teeth with your story over and over and over again because you're walking from a place of freedom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just awesome. So be encouraged with that if you're listening and this is an area that you're like, I'm too far gone. Like I've gone so far with this, I can never return to a good place. You're right. You can't return, but you can come into a new place because God can do it. Mm -hmm. It's given him the space too. And I think the last encouragement I would say as well is to really find, this is a very practical thing is to really find some things that when you are struggling, you begin doing differently. This comes into any area of addiction, overcoming, um, 
it can be as simple as working out, listening to worship music, calling a friend, going on a walk. There's just something about saying, I'm going to get extremely intentional. Just like you said, Mel, I'm going to find some people to call me at Tuesday at seven o'clock because I know without a doubt, every Tuesday at seven o'clock, I'm going to struggle, but I'm yeah. also going to have 16 other things that I can go do. Yep. So there is no excuse. I have things available. It's just a and matter a of, in, plan. Yeah, yes. of being intentional and doing something different. Yep. Yeah. And address the shame. Okay. So whether you're a male or a female, mm-hmm. right, the enemy is going to distort it. He's going to draw you in and he's going to shame you. That's it. So you may be listening and you're like, you know what? This is not something I want for my life. And then 15 seconds later, he's like, yeah, yeah they don't mean you. Mm-hmm. Right. No, we do. Yep. We mean mm-hmm. you. We do. And, you know, again, we have had the privilege of, of walking through some things personally, but also just seeing, mm-hmm. you know, these young women walk walk through this in victory. And, and you know, my life uh, working with all males prior to this, you know, just seeing them walk through in victory and, and you know, they are not, uh, they don't get by scot-free, right? right. They are, they, men are hurt so much by this mm-hmm. and they want healthy relationships as well. And, but because we've allowed it to be okay right. for them, they kind of get away with it. And, you know, maybe mm. sometimes more than others, but man, they, you know, and when they are in a healthy relationship sexually and with the Lord and in the context of all of that, what great power they have as leaders, mm-hmm. you know, and, and women for you too, that you're not tossed around, you know, by the emotion and stuff that that creates. And so deal with the shame, feel it, let the Lord heal it and work mm-hmm. through it. And as you know, Romans eight, there's no, now no condemnation in Christ, Yeah, right? God's going to show you the way out as you trust him. So mm-hmm. you just deal with the root issues, you know, be intentional, be smart, right? You got to be smarter mm-hmm. than the enemy, which it really isn't hard guys. It just feels very overwhelming, yes. you know, and, um, and just kind of, and, and be ready to move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would add too, if shame is an area that you're like, okay, I acknowledge that, but I have no idea what to do with that. We did a really great series on shame in April. And so I encourage you to kind of scroll back, check that out. Um, Just really search some of that out. I think there was three shows that we did on the area of shame. And I think it was really, really helpful to kind of dive in and go, okay, this is a word we hear a lot of, but what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, we've kind of talked a couple times about our pornography series that we did in July. So that's another resource I would just encourage you to go back and listen to this stuff. There's a lot that we talk through on how that operates, what it's about, how to overcome it. Um, And in addition to that, we have our Keys to Freedom study. We don't talk about it every single week, but the whole point and purpose of that study is to equip the church, men, women, old, young, to really walk out the seven keys to freedom that we use in our homes that are not just mercy tools. These are biblical tools, Mm -hmm. but that we have fine-tuned them in such a way that when you begin to put them to work in your life, you will overcome. And what the beautiful part is you continue to carry those out, that it doesn't have to just be in these deep healing seasons. It's stuff that you can pull out when you're having a bad day or there's things that the enemy is kind of bringing. And so it equips you to overcome and then stay in a place of overcoming. You can just find those at mercymultiplied.com backslash keys to freedom. Um, It's there. It's just something for you to check Mm -hmm. out. So before we close today, we want to give a final reminder. We want your Mercy Talk questions. We really want to get intentional the rest of the year and moving into 2018 to connect with our listeners. So if there are topics that you think would be super helpful, if you have questions that you would like us to answer on air, we really would love to hear from you. Um, We get a couple emails a week and it's so fun to connect with listeners, but we just want to continue to put that out there. We want to hear from you. Um, We're very prayerful about what we're talking about, but we know that you may have some things you're like, this would be really great to have something on. So please, please, please send that to us. It's mercy multiply, 
No, it's Mercy Talk at MercyMultiplied.com is how you can email us. And so lastly, before we close, we want to just remind you that Mercy does operate completely on financial support from our donors. So if you're connecting with these podcasts, if you're enjoying them, which we hope that you are, um, we encourage you to consider partnering with us financially um, because we cannot do what we do without the faithful, consistent support of our donors. And so if you want to give to Mercy, you can go to MercyMultiplied.com for more information on that. And we hope that you will continue to join us as we wrap up the series on Roots of Addiction next week. Thank you.